0: You're listening to W.O. Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Balefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you can join us. Welcome. We're here today with Caitlin Duran, O.D. Dr. Duran is a 2023 graduate of the Indiana University School of Optometry. In the fall, she's going to Start her career in a private practice in Indianapolis. But today we're talking a little bit about the habits that she picked up in optometry school and and even before then that will help keep her organized. Welcome, Dr. Duran.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and share some of the tips that I have learned and continue to use every day.
0: Great. Well, let's let's uh, let's dive right in. One focuses on uh, your, your time management skills certainly are impressive because those include competitive running, and that's not a quick commitment every day. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Sure. So I have been a runner all my life. Um, I grew up running in high school, and then I ran in college at St. Mary's College, and then in optometry school, I uh, ran three and now four marathons, um, two of those which were the Boston Marathon, and that was all during optometry school. Um, So like you said, I had to have good time management to be able to train. Um, Obviously a marathon is 26.2 miles, so you have to do a lot of running. Um, And then with the heavy workload of optometry school, um, I definitely had to be very consistent and, just really know what my priorities were, and say no to a lot of things that maybe weren't so important to me at the time.
0: How how did you kind of uh, manage a, a day or a week, for example?
1: Every year in optometry school is different. Um, the first year in optometry school, I thought was very challenging for me in particular, just because it was a big jump from, you know, undergraduate to then the heavy workload of optometry school um, having to, they say it's drinking from a fire hose, right? So the material maybe is a little bit harder, but it's just the amount of material that you have to consume. And it's not just memorizing for a test. You have to know it for your future and for your future patients. I definitely had non-negotiables. And for me, that was running every single day or whatever my training plan called for that day, studying for, X amount of hours each day and then I also am married and I wanted to spend at least an hour every day with my husband um, and usually that involved making a meal together dinner and then having dinner together and then I would go back and study um, so like for a typical day for me I would try to wake up early <laughs> usually around 6 630 my runs vary depending on the day but I'd say an average like five to six miles would be an average day um, and I would meet a girlfriend usually to run come home shower my husband would usually help me make breakfast which was really helpful and then I would actually bike to school so I'd kind of get some more exercise there it was only a mile away and then you know be at school I would utilize any break that I had in between lectures so sometimes we you know we'd have class from 9 to 10 and then like 12 to 1 or something. So I'd have a two-hour break and, you know, some people would go home and relax or maybe they would, you know, scroll on Instagram. But I made sure I, I was like, I only have two hours, you know, right now to study. So I would really try to utilize like every second of every day. So definitely studying in between lectures. Also, for me, something that has been super helpful is limiting my time with social media. I actually recently discovered this app, it's called Opal. And you can block apps on your phone um, during a specified work time that you create. So you know, for me, it's like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is (laughs) that distracts you. Um, You can set those time limits. And instead of screen time on your phone, where you can just kind of click ignore, this literally doesn't let you go on the app at all. Um so for me that was really helpful because I found that I would I was just muscle memory going to those apps all the time mm-hmm. and when I couldn't go to the apps I was more focused and then I would come home usually after school like I said have dinner with my husband and then study again and try to go to bed around the same time every day and wake up at the same time every day was really important for me too. If any optometry students are listening or just um you know, any women optometrists that are listening, and maybe they're feeling like they don't have enough time in the day to get everything done, because I know we've all said that. Something that's really helped me is called the Pomodoro method. And so this specifically works kind of when you have larger chunks of time. So maybe you have two or three hours, and you're like, I need to, you know, crank this out, but maybe you tend to get really distracted, like I do. (laughs) Um, The Pomodoro method is when So you set a timer and you can just Google it and they have little timers online that you can find, but it's 25 minutes of focused work. And then it's a five minute break, you know, stand up, go to the bathroom, get a little snack after four 25 minute sessions, then you can get a 15 minute break and then you repeat it. Um, And, you know, during the 15 minute break, maybe you can go for a short little walk, get outside, get some fresh air. Sunshine is really good. Staying sitting all day is not going to be conducive to studying at all, as I've learned. (laughs) Um, And then we we talked about the app, Opal. And then the other thing I wanted to share for a practical tip as well. um, A lot of people, I think just have a hard time getting organized um, or you could spend like your whole day just getting organized. Um, You know, everyone's different what they prefer, but I just wanted to share what I do that I found that works well for me. So um, I like to use Google Calendar specifically for like any meeting, any of my classes. I would have you know already in my Google Calendar, color code everything. Any meetings for any clubs that I was a part of, um, put on the calendar, and then I use my notes app on my phone or laptop, um, and that's where I. So I just write Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, all the way down, and. You know, under Monday, I would write kind of like my to-do list for that day. And maybe it's, you know, to do a little laundry or to go to the post office or something like that. Um, And then at the end of the day, you know, just delete it. And then you go on to the next day. Um, So for me, that was satisfying because you can kind of see what you did. You know, it's like crossing it off on a piece of paper. And then the other calendar, so the third thing that I do um, this is every day, is I have a physical planner. And this was kind of more in optometry school, but I would write down what I would need to study that day. So for each class, you know, you're in like four or five classes. Um, Say so it was like anatomy, disease, optics. So right after the class, right when it finished, I would write down like review mechanisms of epithelial pumps or something, whatever we had learned that day. Um, so that, And then, you know, when I'm studying that day, I can check it off. So I kind of had everything separated as far as like big scale, more personal, and then school. Um, and for me, that layout kind of worked. So if that works for you too, um, that's great.
0: Those are great. Did you did you pick those up from someone, or or have you just sort of developed them? Were you always a, a an, an organizer?
1: I think I've always been organized, but I think. Through optometry school, I developed that specific method, and then I've just stuck with it, and it, it works for me. Um, I think I definitely kind of have a neurodivergent brain, <laughs> so I have to be, like, very color-coded and very organized in order for my brain to be, like, one track.
0: <laughs> oh, that works. And sometimes knowing knowing what helps you stay organized is is as important as, as everything else. Yeah that That, that kind of focus on a schedule how how might that help you in in your career do you think I think when you know this
1: last year fourth year we're seeing patients you know in a different bunch of different settings and I was at three different locations and one of those which was a hospital I was at Bascom Palmer in Miami and I was with a different doctor every day so sometimes we'd have downtime but a lot of time we didn't Specifically when I was at that rotation, I learned like I have to be waking up early if I'm going to be exercising because I know when I get home, I'm going to be way too exhausted (laughs) to do that. And in practice, like it's going to, I'm sure it's probably going to be the same way. Like, you know, I'm going to be seeing patients eight to five, sometimes longer, I'm sure, you know, if there's an emergency that comes in. And so I think taking time for yourself, like first thing in the morning is just, so important. And that way, you know, you're able to be your best self for your patients and for those that you're taking care of. You know, I know so many people that they've let their health kind of just go by the wayside once they have started practicing, and then, you know, they figure things out long term and they're like, wow, if I would have done this, this wouldn't have happened. Um, so I just think like preventative self care is so important, not only to yourself, but to those that we as doctors are serving as well.
0: Do you imagine incorporating your ideas on on health and wellness and, and fitness to some degree in your conversations with patients? Absolutely,
1: yes. I think, honestly, it's one thing that we're not taught a lot in school, and I wish we were. <laughs> um, I am a part of the OWNS group, the Opio Wellness Nutrition Society, um, which is a really great group that is up and coming. But, you know, as we know, there's so many different eye conditions that can, you know, be prevented. Think of macular degeneration, right? Like incorporating leafy greens, carotenoids, your diet, exercise, preventing diabetes, you know, weight loss. Everything plays into not only our overall health, but our eye health as well. So easier said than done. I think, you know, a lot of patients don't always go to their normal doctors too. And eye care providers are a lot of times the first line doctor for most patients because some people are like, Oh, I can't see. Well, they're going to go to their eye doctor. So I think we have optometrists have a huge responsibility to help people, obviously not with their eye health, but systemic health as well.
0: Did you have kindred spirits in, in optometry school or were you sort of the, 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 the one health and fitness kind of standout?
1: I you'd have to ask my classmates what they say. <laughs> um, I do think that I was definitely the one who everyone was like, oh, she just got back from a run or, you know, I'd show up to class with wet hair most of the time or be eating my yogurt or something, you know, during class. But it really is like, you have to be prepared, you know, like meal prep. I would always be eating <laughs> like in between different classes and stuff too just because obviously taking time to eat is important but for me I was like okay like exercise and studying those are very important to me so everything else kind of comes in between and it's not like I didn't have a social life I for sure did you know I went out with my classmates and stuff but you know they knew I'm like okay like I have to go to bed early tonight you know on a Friday night because I'm doing a race tomorrow and you know they'd all joke and like oh like you're running a 5k and we're at the bar and I'm like yeah, it's just like what's important to me, um, and I think, I think you can still have fun and be healthy at the same time.
0: So does this, this sort of uh, discipline impact your, your other aspects of your life? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that you've probably graduated with some student loans. Do you anticipate applying kind of a, a, a similar structure and discipline to, to loan repayments?
1: That's a great question. I definitely have a lot of student loan, yes. I am very fortunate to have a husband that is very knowledgeable in the financial aspect. Um, So we have a pretty good plan set. Um, You know, the last, to be completely transparent, the last four years we've been basically living off of his income and then using uh, the loans that I take out just to pay for tuition and then, you know, anything extra. Try not to take more loans than I needed. So we've decided, you know, once I start working, we're going to try to continue to live only on his income and then use my income to solely pay for my loan to try to just pay them off as fast as we can. It's not something that I'm worried about necessarily. I haven't really talked to any optometrists that have had, you know, major difficulties paying off their loans. I just think that my plan will be to be more aggressive in the beginning so that the reward is greater in the long term.
0: You mentioned that you went to an all-women's undergrad program. How does empowering women sort of fit into your your view?
1: I went to St. Mary's College, Notre Dame. Uh, it is an all-women's college. And I absolutely loved my time there. I think it really has transformed me and made me into the woman I am today because of that experience. And ultimately will make me into the doctor you know that I am. And I think... One of the big things that I learned at St. Mary's was, you know, just truly like the power of speaking up for yourself and what you believe in. And believe it or not, I was actually really, really shy back in middle school and even in high school. I didn't really know how to stand up for myself. I didn't know how to just like speak my belief. And a lot of that comes from, you know, fear for sure. But I think that I gained a lot of confidence. In who I am as a woman, um, specifically at Saint Mary's, and I've brought that into optometry school and with my patients, um, and that is something you know that I've been told from patients as a student. They're like, "Wow, you're really confident." You know, I got asked, "Are you the doctor?" Um, and to me, that was the greatest compliment I could ever get because I truly was like, "You know, thank you. I, I appreciate that." Um, and you know, patients want to go to somebody that they trust and that they feel that they feel confident in. And so I think being able to, you know, obviously not being overconfident, but there's, there's kind of a fine line, but, and if you don't know something, you know, just saying, I don't, I don't know, or I'm going to refer this out, you know, um, women empowering one another is just so powerful. You know, obviously we love our men too, but it's, it's just really cool. You know, I'm a part of a few all women's, um, like running groups and, It's really nice when you can see like another woman, you know, run faster than you and you're like, wow, like if she can do it, I can do it. Or a woman optometrist who is super successful in private practice and she's just created this, you know, really great, you know, dry eye clinic and she's killing it. And it's like, okay, like if you see her do it, me as a new optometrist, it's like, well, I can do it if she can do it. You know, like what does she have that I don't have? comparison in that way can be really good.
0: How important is that, that female mentorship, particularly mentorship in general, but but particularly female mentorship?
1: No, that's such a good question. I cannot go on and off about mentorship. I think it's so important that everyone has a mentor, specifically, I think same gender, like you said, is so important. Um, just having someone older and wiser to, that's been in your shoes that, you know, can understand where you're coming from. Um, and can give you solid, concrete advice um, when you're going through tough times, or can celebrate you in the good times. I think is super important. I do have a really awesome female mentor. She actually became the president of the college uh, for two years after I had graduated. So I was like, "Wow, that was <laughs> that was really cool." Um, and you know, I have a few other female mentors. Um, my husband and I kind of have our own separate business, actually, on the side as well, and. They, our mentors with that is, they've been super helpful they've recommended great books for us to read as far as leadership and you know, entrepreneurship and relationships in general having a mentor is invaluable
0: it sounds like you're feeling really prepared to step into this transition out of school and, and into your career, what, what do you think has, has kind of made you uh, approach this with such poise
1: thank you I definitely am excited. You know, I've always wanted to be a doctor ever since, you know, I was little, both my parents are actually doctors. My dad's a foot doctor. My mom's a psychologist. Um, they always joke, they come covered from head to toe. (laughs) So now I'm the (laughs) eye, but you know, I, I think it's a multitude of things. Um, like I said, like just confidence in who I am, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm very nervous. And I think that's, I think that's good. A good amount of that nervousness energy is is good. I think that means that you care. You know, I'm just so excited to get out and finally be able to, you know, help people with their vision. And I just, I've, especially in this last year, rotating through different specialty practices. Like I said, I was in Miami at the hospital and then I was in Chicago at a private practice um, for pediatrics. Got a, kind of polar opposites there. And then I came back to our internal Indianapolis clinic. And so I really saw a multitude of different needs and kind of through the last year, I was taking notes and like, okay, like this is what I really like, you know, about this practice or this is maybe what I would change. Um, and in the future, I definitely want to open my own office. That is for sure. Um, it's just a matter of when and where and how. So, you know, I like I said, I do have a good few female mentors that I'm excited to kind of branch out ideas with, but yeah, I'm just so excited to start practicing and really be able to see what, like how I can help these people and, um, yeah, just provide for the, so many people that, you know, need our care. I think, you know, the aging baby boomers, there's more of a need for optometrists than ever before. So
0: what part of practice has you most excited
1: I'm really excited for, honestly, just someday being able to hopefully have, like, a family practice. So from what I've heard from so many people um, that have been practicing for a long time, as they say, you know, it is so neat to be able to say you're in the same area for 20 years. You know, you start by seeing Johnny, and then you see Johnny's daughter, and then you see Johnny's daughter's uh, husband, you know, and it's like, it's a, it becomes like a whole family Um, and to be able to provide eye care for just like the community is, is going to be really, really exciting. I'm excited to be challenged, honestly. I mean, I know there will be days where I'm not sure what I'm looking at and I'm going to have to be like, okay, I'm going to refer you out, you know, to the corneal specialist or to the retina specialist. I am excited for, you know, when I see something where I'm like, maybe I just saved your life. Um, but you know, that, that's scary for sure. And it's not all that common, but I know it'll happen. And, you know, I'm just excited also the basic prescriptions. So I think just taking time with each patient and making them seen and making them known will be really, really beneficial
0: for myself personally. Dr. Duren, it's so fun to listen to your enthusiasm and you represent the class of 2023 amazingly. And uh, it's, it's going to be great to see what you and your fellow graduates do in, in optometry and what you do for the profession. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again on WO Voices. If you'd like to be a guest on the series, please send us an email at wovoicesonline at gmail.com. Through our website at womeninoptometry.com, through Facebook at WO Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.